This episode of Nerds on Coffee is brought to you by the Brogly Box. It is an all-inclusive quarterly subscription box designed to promote optimal mental health and overall wellness. Each beautifully designed box includes full-size curated gift items such as essential oils, stress and anxiety combating tools, coloring therapy books, candles, aromatherapy, journals, calendars, self-help guides, and more. Brogly Box products are sourced from well-known health and wellness brands, as well as small independent crafters and artisans. Each box also includes a quarterly issue of Peace of Mind magazine, featuring timely and useful articles, guides and visual tools from a variety of published psychologists, psychiatrists, and mental health bloggers. Brogly Box is an all-encompassing resource kit for those who need support or want to help someone else. Right now, we're partnering with them, and we're offering a promo code. So if you go to broglybox.com and enter NERDS10, that'll get you 10% off your first box. And hopefully that will inspire you to want to continue the subscription, keep it going, give a box as a gift. Um, again, that's broglybox.com. That's B-R-O-G-L-I-E-B-O-X.com. And enter in NERDS10, N-E-R-D-S-1-0. Then I'll get you 10% off your first box. Um, continue to dive in, learn about the company, learn about the box, and uh, find out how you can use it for yourself or for someone else. And stick with us. It's coffee. It's comics. It's music. It's Nerds on Coffee. So, Brogly Box is a mental health subscription package. We're just going to go right into it. Our guest, uh, Julia Brogly, is a mental health advocate. Um, has had a pretty significant history with that. Yes. Um, and essentially... Uh, before we move on from what Brogly Box is, it's just uh, something that's curated for you. Um, she does all the research, has all the professionals' input uh, so that you don't have to worry about it. Everything is all curated and put together for you, and it can be a gift. It can be something to kind of help you get out of a depression. It can be something to educate you on mental health, mental awareness. Just it can be something be, to expand your mind. Yeah. Um, I got one for Amanda, and it was insane. I had no idea this was going to have that much in it. And so... Uh, we still use the diffuser all the time. We have two diffusers now. It's our second one. And so now we don't like move them from rooms. We're just growing <laughs> diffusers from room to room. Our house just smells like peppermint and lilac just all the fucking time. No, it's great. Um, but um, before before we started recording, you had said that you just recently went full on into this. This is this is it all day, every day. What were you uh, What were you doing before and how did you kind of make that decision that, that this was the moment? Yeah, so I my background I'm actually a chemical engineer by degree, and yeah, and I worked in the cosmetics and skincare industry. So subscription boxes are huge in that industry. Totally. Um, And I actually really loved my job. It wasn't that oh, it wasn't the situation that like oh I hate my job and I'm looking actively for something else. It's that I felt called to work in the mental health field and was trying to figure out a way that I like how I could contribute as not a mental health expert, not a therapist, how can just a regular old person who's gone through um, mental health challenges um, contribute? So that's that's kind of how I started thinking about the subscription box. Um, but yeah, I went full time. I guess it's been like four weeks now. And it really came down to the fact that I did it in pieces. So I went part time and I was working like part time for a company and then also um, doing Brogly Box. And it got to the point where I was working just an insane amount of hours a day. 
And I started thinking about it and I really need to practice what I preach, right? Like right. that's not good for my mental health to be waking up. Just running yourself down. Exactly. Like, yeah. what I always find interesting about uh, doctors, right? You see them all smoking cigarettes outside <laughs> the hospitals. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, they just they sleep two hours yeah. every other day. And then just, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I started thinking and then also I was running into different opportunities that I ended up having to pass on because of my other job. Gotcha. So I was like, if I really want to grow this company and I need to put the time in and have the, the flexibility to be able to do that. And I'm pretty young. So I figure if I'm going to take any risk, I might as well do it now. Yeah. Not married and not have kids. I pretty much have all the freedom that I'll ever have. So now is the time. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's great. And I think that that's honestly what it takes is for people to not think that a mental health professional is the only one that's qualified or that is able to speak into mental health and to like go for trying to do something to help. Like, yeah. I think it's amazing that you had that perspective and you're just like, fuck it. Like this, this needs to be something that everyone talks about. That's I mean, also like people, like a, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, no, you, but um, it's like a, a moat to mental health, right? Like the time to do something is not when it's time, but be very preemptive. And very, exactly. Yeah. So like similarly, yeah. you didn't wait till the company had 50,000, 100,000 subscribers and you were like burning the oil on both ends. You were like, no, like I see the vision. I know it's time and I'm, I'm going to build it correctly from here on out. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is an audience that's very... Um, sensitive. So I didn't want to promise them all this stuff and then deliver non-quality products. So yeah, I wanted absolutely. to make it right from the very beginning. So, so how did you come up great. with the idea for it? And um, when did that happen? How long ago? Let's see. So my brother died by suicide five years ago. Um, and, and is that like well known? Like, like, do you use that? Like, not, yeah. not, not in a using it way but like as a way to educate and explain to people why Absolutely. and how yeah so my family is very open about my brother's depression and my brother's death we never tried to hide the fact that it was a suicide um and on on the opposite end of that myself i've always struggled with anxiety depression and a little bit of ocd but i never talked about it until my brother died hmm. and then once my brother died we started, you know, because people saw how open my family was and because I started talking about my own mental health challenges, all these people were kind of coming out of the woodwork and telling me, oh my God, I experienced the same thing last year and this is how I got through it. Or, hey, like I'm going through this and just from, you know, your situation with your brother, like, do you have any resources? So I was like, man, there's really a need and this is something that is quite common across the board. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. Even Especially like, in music. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And creative industries across the board. I mean, more, yeah. more people than are willing to admit struggle with some. Well, because in, inspiration health. has to come from a lonely place, uh, ironically enough. Yeah, most of the time, yeah. it absolutely does. Yeah, I was talking to someone, um, a friend who's in the music industry, and he was saying that until after talking to me and being educated about what anxiety is and how he can potentially help it. Like he didn't realize that what he was experiencing for the past 10 years was anxiety. Oh yeah. Because he just never thought about it as something he was like, I don't know what this feeling is and I hate it. But then now he has techniques because just from mm. me I being mean, open to talking about not it. Not even yeah. a person, and I love to use this analogy, not even a person ago in our history, we were not 
we didn't work day jobs. Like this is yeah. all within the last hundred years yeah. that people have decided to either go to an office or work from a laptop or or spend the majority of their waking hours creating or fulfilling a need of theirs or someone else's. That's an amazing amount of stress and and almost willpower to either get through it or to or, or to like consume and there's not really yeah. a lot of there's not a lot of well, we research really, on it yet well we weren't really made to operate like that and to no. function like that I mean like all right. of these studies, hunters and gatherers exactly right? I mean and then like we if ate you meat eat, and we ate too much meat and learned how to think this exactly is like a, a nightmare uh, I mean a lot of these a lot of studies have been done in, in more progressive countries in Europe and overseas and like people are going to well, that's shorter, why we have siesta. Yeah, they're going to shorter work weeks. They're taking more frequent breaks. They're like they're switching their jobs from being task oriented to being goal oriented, so that like their employees. You're very big on that. I'm yeah. very very big. If on that. If you can get it done, yeah. the ultimate goal. Then why just my sit in an office? my entire life is goal oriented because yeah. like it for me it's the healthiest way to like maintain a good perspective on like the big picture of what I'm doing and I just some things are, have to be task oriented you can't get around it but I think that like the American work week is just designed in such a poor way like people are like people throw themselves into addictions they get cancer like they like they literally take their own lives they've ruin relationships they ruin other opportunities because of the way that our work week is designed and the way that like our society well, has told us we have to live for what we have to get 100% and like, and to build on that is you're you're sober now almost what 7 8 months eight, almost 8 months uh, yeah killer but like there's no difference between being drunk being sleep deprived in terms mm. of yeah. the just chemically in your brain, like and, and yeah, like yeah. The, the the way in which you in, interpret ideas and make decisions based on things, right? If uh, you were saying how people miss opportunities, right? The opportunities that people miss are also because they they're not in a mental state no. due to, to sleep deprivation yeah. to make exactly. those decisions, right? Like. I mean, you've been on tour and I've been on tour and uh, we've 100% both of us snapped at people that in any other circumstance we would never snap at because we oh, wouldn't absolutely. care. Yeah. And yeah. it was when just because we were seven days in on two hours of sleep. When you're depleted and you're just – you turn into a different person. I mean like like your brain just wasn't meant to function that way. No. And like you're like starving it of what it needs and like so many people like – throw sleep on the back burner you know and it should be number one yeah exactly because it's like there's so many substances there's so many things that i can use to help me get through my day and my week because i have to be you know so productive to produce you know x amount of results so that i can get you know this input and this output and it's like sleep is the number one thing that will contribute to the like failure or success of like your life like you are literally amen like yeah it, yeah. it absolutely is i mean like you need I, you need at least six days Eight hours. I mean, how many night, people like, will say to you and to me, like, how do you do so many things? And I, there's I, I a li- difference between busyness but and I always say the productivity, right? 100%, right. Yeah, hundred percent. I always say the I'm just efficient with my time when I'm up because mm-hmm. I'm in a cognitive state that I can be efficient. Right, I sleep. You schedule and you sleep can prioritize. Too. I, schedule, I, yeah, I sleep yeah. eight to nine and a half hours yeah. every night, it's full so stop. Because you, I just could not function creatively Same. or or for the tasks that we even have to just do during the day yep. 
if I'd not have like the full capacity. It would be the same thing. I look at sleep the same way I look at lifting, and I love to lift. I'm I'm a huge fitness advocate. And I wouldn't you would never go into a gym and go try to bench 315 pounds if you didn't train for it. Right. Yeah. So why would you think that your brain could go bench proverbially 315 pounds if you're not training for it? Just it wouldn't work. Yeah. People just don't associate sleep with a tangible like a tangible output because it's non-tangible in the moment. Well, it's very difficult to measure exactly yeah. whenever you come out of it, you know. And so I think getting back to something that you said earlier with, you know, mental health, I mean, like you just you said it something just so simple that I think a lot of people overlook. You just said the phrase awareness, mm-hmm. just being aware. And most of the time for most issues in our society, I'm pretty cynical and mm-hmm. I straight up do not think awareness does much for a lot of things in our society. But that speaks more to my jadedness than its effectiveness, and I'm aware enough to acknowledge that. But mental health is one of the things that I really legitimately believe and have lived and have seen that, like, awareness absolutely is the first step. Like, you have to, like, get people talking about it because then you, like, take away the stigma surrounding problems with mental health. You empower people and you take away a lot of the power and control that it has over you because a lot of it is fear of not wanting to talk about it. It's a fear of being perceived as weak or fear as being perceived as someone who struggles or who's wrong. And that's one of the main things that contributes to people not ever getting help. And people thinking that they're the only person in the world that feels exactly. that Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's strength in numbers for sure. Absolutely there yeah. is. I mean, I've... Um, but all illness is, is being demonized right like mm. I, i've i've even seen friends that like uh would break their leg like just like out and about and like i would hear their boss be like oh you should be in work the next day still so the problem mm-hmm. i think is um obviously mental health is at the tip of the iceberg and like the um the number one issue but we're getting into this like culture where instagram rules all no. so if you're not if you're not doing what everybody perceivingly is doing then everything is is an issue right no matter like, oh, yeah i mean i could say I, I remember days where like uh when i was a kid someone would get injured and they would take a week off to like heal now that's yeah. like uh that's like blasphemous. Yeah. yeah that's blasphemous it's like how is that or they have the... prescribed number of like sick days and it's right. like well yes, what if i I've get seen... what if i actually that's am sick? wild right six days and i only have five yeah, the idea that there's sick days in people's contracts yeah. is ludicrous. Well, we live in such a hypocritical society because literally in the same breath, we're telling people that, you know, you need to take care of yourself and we care about your mental and physical well-being and you need to be taking measures to make sure that you're as healthy as you can be. But then whenever people actually need to access those resources and cater to making sure that they're not going into a black hole, they're like – being forced back into a situation where people aren't allowing yeah. them to take full advantage of those resources. My favorite thing is like uh, my favorite is listening to companies talk about work life balance. Oh yeah, I'm like y- your life still exists when you're at work, and you spend how many hours a day at work? Right. There shouldn't you shouldn't separate your work from your life. Like your life is the umbrella. It's your life. And you it's ha- just your yeah, life. It's your yeah. life. <laughs> 
and there's like work and fun or work and personal, whatever, but work and life that makes zero sense to me. I hate that phrase. And the other thing yeah. is like what along the lines of what you like said. Yeah, yeah, along the lines of what you said is um like looking at like health insurance companies, mm. they separate out mental health services from the rest of like other healthcare services. Yeah, you have to pay a lot. You have to pay a lot. You have to pay premiums. Even just regular therapy, which oh, is, should be considered preventative. I have never been to a therapist that has been in my network. I pay out of pocket. I've been paying out of pocket for years. It's for, expensive. For therapy. And luckily, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. luckily We're now there's We're actually not some... allowed to show the podcast to his therapist <laughs> because he worries that it's going to cost him more money. It's like, well, if I would have known that you were going to be talking about all this shit, I would have scheduled you for a lot longer sessions. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, now at least there's like online therapy. Which oh, yeah. I, there's I don't know, apps like, even. Yeah, like, really? yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can talk to a counselor right away. You can just pay like a you – can, you can download an app and you can pay like a monthly fee uh, through a lot of – like a, not maybe not a lot, but like a, at least a handful. One. Yeah, BetterHelp. Um, yeah, yeah BetterHelp for sure. I've mm-hmm. seen that. Like it's a handful of apps because like I've used um a number of apps over the you know past year to track my own sobriety and like a lot of them offer extended services. You can pay like thirty, you know, forty bucks a month, and basically that gets you access to being able to you know to text in to a mental health professional. Or, or a videos, therapist video or video, really cool. yeah. like kind of like you can set a schedule and stuff. And so it's become extremely accessible yeah. now. And I think more people need to be willing to just look into it to see what they could get well, from it. Well, I, I always find that I, – I, I always find it to be an issue that when you look at the companies that don't have issues with money, how they look at mental health, and they always have – all the services ever, right? Like, yeah. I feel like everything gets clouded by financial resources, which is another issue that we I don't mean, need to get into. I look at Wall Street, though. Right, but think about, yeah. but think about like Google and uh, Twitter and all the all the big tech gene, uh, tech giants. All of them have like incredible resources. Yeah, that's true. I think that the age of the company also matters. That's very true. And yeah, yeah. They, and yeah, how the younger, they started. The hip, yep. Totally. All, most of these companies are started by people in our age bracket. Yep. So I think that's a yeah. that's a big thing that goes into it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the thing with um, therapy, too, just back to that real quick, is I always tell the story that it's also associated with the stigma. When I was in college and I was in, like, the, the worst depre- depressive episode of my life, I finally realized through, like, my parents and my boyfriend at the time, like, telling me, hey, like, you really need to go and talk to someone I went to our mental health services and was put on I got to speak to someone for 45 minutes when basically it was just me like blabbering and crying about everything that I was feeling but it wasn't therapy in a sense that it wasn't back and forth it was just me like talking it's more of an outlet yeah because they do like a screening for the first time and then they pair you with the therapist well gotcha I got to put on a three-month wait list oh wow that's an entire semester. Yeah. And at that point, there were no online therapy resources available. That's so crazy. So it's great that that's yeah. the, available now. And totally. I think it's funny because I like actually talked to my my college and it's gotten a lot better. They've hired more resources because, I mean, in their, in their perspective, like their hands are tied if they don't have the money to spend on hiring more Where'd therapists. Where did you go to school? University of Delaware. Oh, I like yeah, that school. East Coast. That's dope. <laughs> I, I went to UMass. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I almost I almost went to Delaware to play soccer. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Delaware is a great school. And I had a really awesome experience. And they've done so much since then. Like, even in May, they do, like, a whole mental health awareness month. And they have different organizations have you brought the on box the campus. There? I've talked to them about it. Um but Very we'll cool. see if I can get it, like, in the – at least, like, some flyers in the counselor's office. We'll Damn see. straight. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Right. Yeah, that, that, that way it's that crucial can, in college. Yeah, I mean, hey, like, that should be, like, the uh, – it should honestly be given to, like, every freshman. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Exactly. That's preventative, mm-hmm. right? I feel like it, college is so strange, right? Because so strange. you spend 18 years of your life coddled by your parents and being told that you're perfect and that everything you do is God's gift to earth. Especially our generation. Yeah, the especially oh, absolutely. Especially our generation. Absolutely. And then you get There's dropped There's a bunch in, of 30-year-old assholes out there. Yeah, and then you yeah. get dropped in college at 18 and everyone's like, fuck you, who gives a shit? And like, exactly. how do you... And, that, that's, and your whole life is... is I feel like that my God. creates a lot yeah. of depression. It totally does. Right? I mean, and I think that like historically college has been like this you know catalyst of emotional and physical change that people go to go through but like it's getting bumped back earlier and earlier now like kids in high school kids in junior high i mean a lot of it has to do with social media and And it's just crazy like that's i mean like kids in junior high now are having dealing with shit that like people that i knew dealt with in like their 20s of like relationships and like To family problems and things like just like depressive states that they get into, like kids are getting anxiety, like younger and younger, and they're just they're their brains are just being pushed into this like bottleneck by social media and by society younger and younger. Yeah, and the it's second just, leading it's cause of death between ages 15 and 24 is suicide. The yeah. second leading cause of death, and these are What's like teenagers. I actually don't know. Is it still heart disease or is that like That's age older. specific? That's older, yeah. I'm very curious what number one would be because that honestly sounds like number one. It's like car accidents. That's what yeah, I was going to like yeah. accidents. If you're, yeah, if diabetes, if it's like age, cancer, age group specific. Um, Kyle, me, yeah. <laughs> Kyle right. coming, coming. A around lot of people and... piss me off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you did have an infinity gauntlet that one time. Oh yeah, yeah. Just. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do I even want to know? Oh <laughs> no, we, we just went super nerd. Way nerd. Yeah. You see the stack of graphic novels yeah, back there? Yeah, we, we referenced like three oh, of them all within okay. 30 seconds. You guys aren't kidding. <laughs> no, it's nerds also, on coffee. Like, we're like card-carrying but, nerds. But like, I consider myself a nerd, but not yeah. in the same way, maybe. Well, just because... Like, I've never, like I don't like read comics or anything Well, yeah, like that. that doesn't mean that you are or aren't but a I, nerd. But like, I geek out over... Have you watched exactly. One Strange Rock on Netflix? No. no. What's oh that? my god, it's all about Earth and space. Wait, what? Yeah, and um, Will Smith in. is the narrator. It's amazing. Ah, one strange Earth? One strange rock. One oh. strange rock. And it's from the perspective of astronauts. That's so, dope. So like, they're talking about like, how is it like is kind connected. of like a documentary series thing or is yeah. it like a scripted show? It's probably, it's, okay. it's probably similar to uh, Through the Wormhole, which was narrated by Morgan Freeman. Oh, yeah. That's I don't dope. have service, so I can't look up the number one cause of death ages 15 to 24, but... I'll get back to you at a later date. Um, Can you look it up? You have better yeah. service than I do in here. Uh, oh, I got it. I got this one strange rock. It's sick. Well, while you're looking that up, I want to tell you something. So I shaved my beard for all the listeners that know. What's the age bracket? 15, 18? Oh. 15 to 24. Oh, 24. Oh. oh, it's not Geo. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, sick. Um, what is it? It says accidents, like unintentional accidents. injuries, and then suicide, and then homicide. That's homicide. Insane. Oh Homicides on there. Yeah. No, it's pretty bad. 
that's... But accidents yeah. aside, mental health is the number one cause. Yeah. Because I think accidents are every yeah. number one category. Probably. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I just think that, like, it just sucks because it can be so preventable. Yeah. Like, it straight up can be prevented, and at the very least... In some cases, if it can't be prevented, it can at least be taken care of and maintained, mm-hmm. and people can be cared for. Well, it's just because it's not looked at the same way. It's right? not That's looked the at the same way. It's mental health so far throughout this country has been looked at as a joke, and we've dropped the ball as a society. I feel like it needs to be massively. It needs to be educated even more than awareness, right? Because, like for instance, you were saying it's very preventative, right? Well. Getting smallpox. It can be. I'm not getting trying to diminish Getting smallpox is, like, is preventative, totally. right? And we take a shot for it yeah. because we're smart and we've learned. But yeah. we haven't learned Learn and we yet. haven't evolved to – like just like science told us, hey, when you're a baby, you should probably get this smallpox vaccination mm-hmm. so you don't die of this horrific disease. Yeah. We should have learned and been like, hey – Kids should probably have an outlet to talk about their emotions because if they don't, they're going to shoot up schools, right? Yeah. I mean, I still think that that is something that like is as much progress as we've made. Like you said, science hasn't fully backed it yet societally Mm -hmm. and our culture hasn't come fully – like I think science circle. has backed it, but the NRA well, but, and other well, what I'm saying, what, well, what I said was like, like in our society, like people haven't like latched onto that as yes. tangible because proof. Because when they think of mental illness, they they immediately go to like psychotic. Exactly, it's one extreme or, or the other. Yeah, yeah. You're we, I either, think that's the biggest problem is weakness. Yeah, people either assume yeah. that it's something extremely severe that a minority of the population struggles with, or they go the other route with it and they diminish it and write it off entirely by just saying that like you don't know how to like be in a good mood or like you're just being bummed out or you're being sad or like depression isn't real because you just don't like take care of yourself yeah, and you don't have up. like a good habit. Yeah. It's suck it up. And so it's like I grew up in the South and I really hate the South for a lot of reasons, but honestly, close to the number one thing was that, like, mental health is such a fucking joke in that part of the country. Like, you can't talk about it. You got to be tough. You can't talk about it. You go to doctors, and it's, like, it's not really a thing. Like, I didn't really start becoming aware of, like, what was going on with my own mental health until I moved to L.A. I started going to therapy, and, and, like, I realized that I had severe clinical anxiety from the age of three to, for my entire life. It's eye-opening, I did right? not know what yeah. anxiety was because it never went away. Yeah. Like, and, and, but you also had an amazing person help you realize that you needed to go yeah. get some help, right? A lot of people yes. don't have an Amanda. No, or, not at or all. Or have somebody in their life that's like, hey, um, what you're feeling is cool, but it's probably fixable, and there's steps that we can take. Well, but that's to why do that. we have that's to like stigma thing. pick right. up, yeah. like do our fucking job as people and take care of our fellow person. Because you're right, not everyone has an extremely self aware and supportive and patient wife who will walk with you. Go to therapy. You know what I mean? It's like like and not I really want to go that. buy that new guitar now. Thanks, honey. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I'm feeling a lot better, actually. There's actually, there's actually a great resource for people that w- ha- might have a friend that they want to talk to, but they or ask if they're okay, but they don't know how to do it. It's called Seize the Awkward. Mm, and I've seen have ads. You seen for, it? I've seen like billboards for that. Oh, I really? Think, I think. Uh, 
They probably Maybe I have, saw something I mean, it's pretty different big. or like. But they, they have these little videos on their website and it's scenarios, but it's two people like. And so they give you examples on what to say, what, to, what not to say. Yeah, they walk you through, you through like talking to someone about what they might be struggling with exactly. and like how to just get it out for the first time. I have seen ads yeah. for that. Um, that's what it takes. Yeah. Like it straight up just takes people being willing to engage in a conversation because that conversation in and of itself probably isn't going to solve the problem, but the problem is never going to get solved if you don't start talking about it and make someone aware of the fact that they need to like dig deeper Definitely. and find a way to like get more help and get more treatment. And, and I like, think, I think another thing going back to what you're saying about being depressed, depressed, um, it's also really important for people to be able to be self-aware and, and understand the difference between being depressed and being in a objectively depressive situation because those yeah. are very different things. Yeah. Both need help and both have things that you can work through. But if you live a life that maybe you live in like a trailer park or you're or you have like a really shitty parents or stuff, yeah, like that's depressive. But I think the other thing that people don't account for is like Eli Manning is a great, um, he has like this whole thing. Mm -hmm. he, there's an app right now that he's really pushing about this. He's like, I've been on the biggest stage on the biggest field in the world and I feel all alone. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That, it's not, it that, doesn't that's discriminate. Being depressed, yeah. right? Versus like being in an objectively shitty situation. Exactly. Both of them have their issues, but like I think the bigger problem is like it's easy to, it's easier to identify and see when somebody's just not gotten the best luck. Yeah, that sucks. And I understand why right. you feel that way. But the one that's more like the ninja is like, Someone like Eli a Manning. Perfect life. Right? Yeah, exactly. Perfect life. Yeah. Dude's won two Super Bowls, makes millions of dollars, played in the greatest city in the world, and feels like he uh, he has no one to talk to. That yeah. that's the type of depression that I think is way more common in this millennial Instagram focused society Absolutely. that needs to be like addressed. Well, and they feel like the only person because they look at someone's Instagram feed and they're like, oh exactly. my God, they're, they're happy. So I don't have to worry about them. Right. But really, Meanwhile, they like, took 30 photos to get that picture and start crying right after. Yeah. And FaceTuned it. I just learned about FaceTuning. <laughs> Do you guys know what this is? Yeah, I have. You can literally make yourself like skinnier and like change your like your body and I was like yeah. oh my it's god like I app. feel so yeah. bad for yeah, like you got 14 year old girls 100% that are like feeling like they have to face tune themselves so like we as a society are now saying that like through our products that we are telling people that they need to have we're condoning that behavior yeah. and what's total fucking bullshit about the whole thing is that the exact same people that were put those out would also be the first people to defend like body image be and you. say that like be yeah. you be secure like you don't tell anyone oh but also but buy like my but buy my app so for $35 you, so yeah. that you can make your fucking neck not look as fat and you don't get made fun of next day at well, school that's, that's the problem with like cigarettes that's the right? fucked up part of this well, whole thing like well, cigarettes and alcohol right so alcohol uh, so the alcohol industry as a whole funds Alcoholics Anonymous, yeah. right? And cigarettes as a whole as an industry funds all of the cancer um, foundations around it because if you can control the narrative of what you're going against, it makes it better. So all yeah. of these industries, That's interesting, yeah. All well, these alcoholics, well, the alcohol industry does not fund Alcoholics Anonymous. Like nothing funds Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm, I'm in Alcoholics Anonymous. I know, but I'm saying, well, like, like, well, maybe it's not whatever the awareness. Um, it might not be as cut and dry as what you just said, 
but it might they may like they may have their hands in it. may have their hand in it and like i'm not they fund the research around it just like the cigarette industry funds the research around cancer sure yes that's yeah yeah i think that's a more fair way to say that because i'm not saying that it doesn't happen because big industry is going to find a way to control everything right i'm not naive like i'm not a conspiracy theorist but i'm also not naive enough to think that that doesn't happen you know totally but uh no, like I'm like AA on an individual level is self-sustaining, like from group to group, from region to region, from like uh, from like practicing meeting to practicing meeting, like it's self-sustaining. So, um, but yeah, I just think that like kind of going back to the social media thing, like I just think that it's like horseshit that like the same people that are telling you to like be you are also putting like photos up of themselves that are heavily doctored. Yeah. And like that's really hypocritical and like you're saying that it's not okay to be you by your right. actions. Yeah. But there are so there are some pop stars right now that are like uh, going Talking against that crane. It. Yeah. yeah. Do you know have you seen all the stuff that like BB Rexa does against it? Mm, no, I haven't. BB Rexa Lady Gaga does a lot. Yeah, but BB Rexa is actually Gaga like did. bigger. Eilish. But but the difference is that Lady Gaga and like Billie Eilish are like skinny, good-looking women. Like BB oh, Rexa is like a bigger girl, a, yeah. and she stopped she stopped doctoring her photos. She started yeah. just like posting to her Instagram like this: "These are my thick thighs. Like yeah. I'm proud of it. I'm cool." And like there there's been a lot. There's some really cool articles like offline. I'll show you guys. But like that's awesome that she's been doing to like really help like body image. Body image, right? Yeah. Awesome. I think it's important. Like yeah, because I mean, listen. Everyone, it, it, it's it, it's so crazy to me, right? Because we have such a double standard as a society. Like we don't we don't get depressed as a as a society when someone like Adele pops up, who's just like, no matter what you do, her voice is better than yours. Period. Yeah. Why is it when someone has a better body than you, no matter what, you get depressed about it? You should be depressed about the voice. Also, you you, to me, we don't look at things logically. It's like you're born. You're born with like yeah. right. talent. Right. You're well, born not, with it. And, and listen, if you're born that way and you're born with that body, you should be proud of it. That's I compl- what you I, were born with. I completely agree with you, but not everybody has the uh, awareness to approach things on such a binary level like that. Yeah. And because True. also there are significantly more people that want to have a better body than they currently have than want to sing like Adele. And so that's also something that's been stigmatized through 100% of our media outlets. And, and also, All of them. also, it's true, a huge double standard. True. Also, the other side of that that you just made me remember is that it's only been, I mean, maybe 50 what? years oh, that, yeah. that we've cared about better bodies, right? Because before yeah, that, think about it. Before, right? Because before yeah, that, the fatter you were, like, the bigger you were, yeah. meant that you had money, you had food, you had It was had a sign wealth. of wealth. It was a sign exactly. of wealth, right? Because up, you never wanted. Up until yeah. like Arnold Schwarzenegger, really, in like the 60s, did people yeah, care. 60s, 70s. 60s, yeah. 70s, did people really care about like looking fit? Before that, the way that you looked fit was by having weight on you that showed that you were able to eat well. And if you were able to eat well, that means that you were successful. Exactly. Well, Joe Rogan talks about this in one of his stand-up specials, and the context is a little different from than what we're ta- talking The Megyn Kelly thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, the context is a little different of what he's talking about. Um, but the like the the lesson here i think is exactly applicable because he is making fun of the fact that like someone like Megan Kelly who's a Fox News reporter and analyst she's a journalist she has 
a law degree. She's smarter than most people, any one of us will ever meet. She's extremely intelligent. She's very pretty. And she goes, and Joe Rogan says it perfectly. And she's like, she goes on TV wearing what I can best describe as a vagina curtain. Like, and she's just in super fucking like low cut, like tops, really high skirts. She's in heels. She's crossing her legs. And it's like, what, first of all, yeah, you woman, look how you want, dress how you want, be who you are comfortable being on TV. It is your life. It is your body. It is your job. I'm not saying that you're wrong for being that and looking that way. But also, what business does a journalist have going on Fox News dressing that provocatively? Like, and how much do you think that that's her decision and not the network? That's but that's what, what I'm. Yeah, but that's, that's what, what I'm saying. So say. yeah, yeah. But like, regardless of whose decision it is, you have someone. Let's face it. Like, let's just talk about like the elephant in the room. Like, you have extremely attractive men and women, like personalities on TV, on the news, which should be objective and unbiased. Which we're not. This is not an episode about that. But, uh, but it could be. It could be. Content. Yeah. So it's very, very hard for me as a white man to offer up an opinion, a straight white man to offer up an opinion about almost anybody else's bodies without being deemed a bigot or racist or sexist or any type of phobic. And so because of the the climate that we are in right now, mm-hmm. it's really hard for, to be fair, it's hard for anyone to talk about it. But- like I try to be as sensitive as I, as I can whenever I'm talking about it, but some things you just can't ignore. Like we're telling people that, like even on the news, you have to dress in somewhat of a sexy way to show off your figure and your body to give people something better to look at, so that you can boost your ratings. Right, like, uh, but I think and that no might one's be saying changing. that, but they're saying that by their actions. They're saying that by doing it. What What, what do you think of that new show that just? Uh came to the close of its first season. I believe it went pretty well, but uh, The Mask, the music show, have you heard of this? I don't know. I definitely so basically, seen it. Like, basically, the idea of the show is that like, all these singers wore like, massive masks. Oh, yeah, masks. yeah, yeah, this. So like, it, it literally did... I didn't watch it. I knew I know what you're talking yeah, about. So yeah, so it did what you were saying was it, it took the sex appeal out, Yeah. and it was just solely based on talent. Yeah, I think the show it's did almost pretty... like The Voice, but well, it's literally The Voice, but see. the contestants Wear were wearing mask. like a suit. They're wearing just like a suit of you something, like all. a costume. Um, and yeah, uh, and I guess it's like The Voice. I've never watched The Voice. They're like turned. I mean, they still go through a series of inter- er, auditions before they get to that point. But mm. the the coaches are turned. Their chairs are turned around, so they can't see them while they're singing until yeah. they hit the button that they want. Got it. That's yeah. Cool. So yeah. So I mean, to it's proving your point. Like the more and more shows are getting away from like it shouldn't matter what you look like, you know. And so like that's the overall push totally. right now. It's like it shouldn't matter what you look like. And like again, it matter the content you deliver. It exactly right. And that's goes against my argument of what I'm saying about like people on TV and like news and and but hopefully that hopefully like, it's moving in the right direction. Like, I think yeah, I, I think I with think the is, saturation but, of YouTube news, right? When yeah. people start when when you see people that don't maybe have the looks that you need to get on network TV have massive followings yeah. on YouTube, it shifts the conversation into yeah. the way that you hope it would. Totally. And people want to look people look for others that 
look like them and that they resonate with. So I think with YouTube, it's like those stars, it's like, okay, like I relate to her because I look like her. Right. And I'm not like this mm. perfect figure on TV. I, I think we, we're in a society where people want to be, be able to say, oh, I could do that. I'm just not putting in the work like them. Not say I could never do that because I don't look or have that ability of whatever they did that's not possible yeah. right yeah. When, when people see that it's like uh, demoralizing rather than when they see someone on youtube they're like oh like that person's just like me they just decided to like put the work in here like that's really dope yeah, yeah. i mean and like back to the megan kelly thing i mean i'm just using her as an example because it was easy to bring up that reference but like again she's not wrong for doing what she's doing for being who she's being and she also is a perfect example of someone who works extremely hard to be who she is so i'm not diminishing anything that she does i'm not demonizing her for being attractive and successful which people totally fucking do by the way yeah. like and like we don't want successful people to do well because we don't think that they deserve it uh yeah yeah so like it's really easy and I th everyone's guilty of it. It's like if you see – like if you don't think that you're guilty of this and you don't think that people do this, tomorrow get in your car and the next person in a Ferrari that cuts you off, you want them to get in a fucking wreck. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you. You will be angrier at someone in a luxury car cutting you off in traffic than you will of someone in a Prius. And you're going to be mad at both. Maybe. maybe I don't you won't. discriminate. Maybe you don't get, give a shit. Oh, I don't need I hate I get, everyone. I, get, I get hate everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, everyone. I just hate everybody. But the point that I'm trying to make is that we as a society, because most people exist in it's the- It's jealousy. Yeah, exactly. Like most people totally. exist in a middle, in some type of a middle class. And we- like we don't want to help people below us and we don't want people above us to do better because we don't think they deserve it because they we think we deserve it. Yeah, which is an interesting thing to think about because there's room for everyone to be successful. Yeah. You know, like I think, you know, even like the subscription box industry, it's like, oh, well, do you have a competitor? Well, yes, but there's so there's millions of people that need help out there. And a venture capitalist would say that your competitor is anyone that people can spend their money on and not you. So true. <laughs> you know? So, uh, <laughs> no, I completely agree. But, like, but I, I think to, to, to your point, like, uh, I was watching something the other day on, uh, Disney plus and they were talking about it on one of the, on mad money or whatever. And they had asked, like, do you see Netflix and Hulu and all these other TV things as your competitors? And they're like, no, like these are all different, iterations of content yeah. and people are going to want all the content that they can if the quality of that content is high enough and i think that uh it goes the same way on subscription boxes um and yours is that if 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 the content and the quality of the service is good then people are willing to pay for it yeah you know i think that the uh i think that the money for something like your box comes more from somebody double uh, questioning whether they go to Marquee and spend $80 on three drinks. Not necessarily if they're going to think, oh, should I get this versus that? I think that we've be we're coming into a culture where people are realizing that um, experiences are being overcharged for really no reason. Mm -hmm. And that's creating like this dark hole inside them. You know, like, I don't know about you, but for me, if I went out and had a great night and realized what I spent on that great night and realized how cheap that should have been, that would, like, make me hate myself. 
Yeah, I get really angry about money that I spend on shit that like I can't hold beyond that. Unless it's like traveling, like, though, because if you, if you go and like, yeah, yeah. Amazing, but we also have made a career over traveling the world and not paying for it. Yeah, that's true. We're also not the people to ask about that. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's true. I've, I've been to thirty-seven countries. Yeah, He's been to twenty some odd, and we've never paid a penny for it. You've you're working most of the time, right? Like, have you had a lot of free time in those countries? We're working, yes, for it's sure. We're quote unquote working, but everyone that does what we do has at least some, some type free of free time everywhere yeah. we go. It um, might not necessarily be the free time that we'd like yeah. in those places, but yeah. if we're traveling out of the country, there's at least one day every time that we can go see. Like every yeah. stop. or Yeah, yeah. totally. It, within the country, it's a little more brutal. But like another mm. experience would be like, um, have you ever been on a hot air balloon? No. Like you pay to I go on a hot to. air balloon? Yeah, totally. And totally. it's like, yeah. I, that was expensive, but you know what? That was beautiful. I think I'm that made talk- me feel really good. I think I'm talking more about like, like going oh, I want to go, I wanna go to the ball game. And then I get into the ball game and the tickets were thirty bucks a pop. And then I get to the bleachers. A water is five dollars. Water is five dollars. Oh, way more than that. Yeah, yeah. Or hot dogs nine fifty. Oh, so, so yeah, I think I get where you're saying here. And if if it is this, then I completely agree. It's like it's less about like the ticket price of the event because that's justified because you're receiving an experience that's transactional. But then once you're in the gate. They're it's the almost five x yeah, cost for the things that should absolutely. Yeah. They're fucking extorting you being there because you have no other options. So I was you saying, don't have any other choices. I was oh. saying this to Alexis yesterday. I would happily pay more for my entry to pay normal prices for the goods. Yeah, you and know? even if it does even out, like it's the principle of the matter. Yeah. Like it's to the psychology that, to that point, of the matter. Like, <laughs> think about how insane this is. If there's somebody at an event who is on drugs or having a good time, and maybe it's going the wrong way. They have to spend twenty five dollars to get five water bottles. Yeah, like yeah. that's that that might be two point five times the ticket price to the event that they just went to, right? That yeah. that to me is crazy. I'd rather pay twenty dollars for the ticket and maybe a dollar eighty or two dollars. Well, this is also this is also getting have into water available. Yeah, yeah, totally. or just well, like filtered yeah. water stations, which a lot of airports are doing now. Yes, like they have those. like festivals, the things. Yeah, festivals, festivals and airports mm-hmm. are doing, it, but. One off shows, no, and shows don't do it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, You're also now talking about a category of what's the, like the movies too, of like. Oh, yeah. I get really angry. Yeah. So. I get really angry about the movie prices. Because like you can, like we can bitch about like them essentially extorting you being there and forcing you to either not partake at all. All in any of the amenities, or pay outlandish prices, like twenty five dollars for a soda and a popcorn. Yeah, yeah. that's absolutely insane. That's more than a ticket, you yeah. know. And, and the ticket's already outrageous. That yeah. one is already jacked up. Yeah, but like the theaters don't really make money off ticket sales at all. They make money off of concessions. Totally. And, like ballparks are in a unique situation toward the uh, the club. The team will make money off of sales, but the physical structure still has to like. Like become operating be, be yeah. maintained off of the products that they sell and so it's it's just this weird balance of like yeah i understand that you need to provide like and support your existence but like fuck you charge three dollars less for everything people will buy more because yeah. they're going to be like now rewarding you for being normal um it's just frustrating like i th- i'm just Think about happy hour. You end up yeah. getting like so much more food. Well, that's so, the, yeah. So let's listen because to this. Because it's five dollars each versus exactly. like ten dollars. Well, so people Saturday to spend more too yeah. because yeah. So Saturday I was in San Diego with Alexis and we did. They had happy hour on the weekend, which is amazing. And me and Alexis went 
and we hopped two different restaurants, and we spent probably more money than we'd probably spend on a dinner somewhere, mm. but we had a ton of fun, and we got like... 18 oysters, four drinks. That's great. It was like, and it so was like, kind of like bucks. a progressive. Yeah. Evening it, was like eight, like went, yeah. yeah. it was like dollar oysters and $5 drinks and like, uh, and like, uh, blue crab rolls for like six bucks. So we just like, we had like a smorgasbord. That's but like, if we went to one of those places during normal time, I probably would have like looked at the prices and been like, hey, let's share an entree yeah. and <laughs> maybe have an appetizer and definitely not drinking here. Like, absolutely not. Yeah. And, um, Kyle doesn't share food. Yeah, Kyle doesn't <laughs> not share happening. food. It's like Friends with Joey. Joey doesn't share food. Have you yeah, seen that? Yeah, <laughs> oh, I love Friends. It's one of my favorite shows. Friends hasn't been the background noise to our lives for years. <laughs> love that show. Years. Decades. Yeah. I mean, it went off the air yeah. in 2004. It was 10 years of. 10 Friends years has of been content. off the air for 15 years. No way. Friends That's has been crazy. off the air for 15 oh years. It went on the air in 1994, went to 2004. It's 2019 now. That's nuts. Like yeah. friends, like friends went off the air, and like the amount of time that friends has been off the air is a sophomore in high school. <laughs> so, are you, are you trying to correlate friends being off the air to the diminishing mental state of our country? Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Friends, we need, we need friends, Seinfeld. Uh, cheers, home improvement. You know what? Ironically, like, though, yeah. that show, like, they. They joke about jokes that like would never fly today. Oh, and- not at all. Yeah, ex- oh, totally. No, no, no. None of those sitcoms from the '90s, early 2000s aged well at all. No, no, no. no. None even of like, you. You're like not gonna office. like them if you didn't grow up watching them. Yeah. No. that's like, the thing. If you go watch old Home Improvement, <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude. Oh, they're sexist as shit. <laughs> they're yeah, I laugh at all of them. Yeah, uh, on Friends, they joke about like people killing themselves all the time. They totally do. It's just, it's it was a much less... They joke about killing Kramer in oh, Seinfeld. All the time. Oh, yeah, all, all the, the time. time. Well, Larry David is an extremely dark writer, first of all, but which is also one of the reasons why he's one of the funniest people on the planet. But he also has an acquired sense of humor. Like, most people aren't going to like Larry David. What's his other show that he started? Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, that one, like, is like... I never got into it, but people loved it, right? My anxiety comes back when I watch that show. <laughs> like, it's really uncomfortable. Uh, it's real awkward. Real awkward. Like, there's one episode... Just to give you an example, there's one episode where he goes to, a, like, a dinner party, and it's kind of a formal event, and he runs into a, a woman that he doesn't want to talk to and she's in a wheelchair so he pushes her in a closet and closes the door and walks away oh my god no way yeah way like it's so uncomfortable let's think of the iceberg but people loved it people still love it man the show's the shit um (laughs) and so i want to amazing yeah i mean i i want to like take advantage of like you being here on the show Julia and That's like sexist. continue to. <laughs> I want to take advantage of you on the show. It's what I'm trying to say. Um, For no. everyone listening, I Not don't look like Megan Kelly. <laughs> I don't have a provocative. Exactly right. You're not in. You're not in vagina curtain. You're in vagina drapes. Um, so. I didn't stop while you're ahead. Oh no! Have you listened oh, to our show have before? Have you listened to any other yeah, episodes? Yeah, this is. I've listened to part, but I, guess I think not because the... Kyle has so much respect and enthusiasm for educating on mental health, he has been very tamed. But that's true. Yeah, like, this has been a really tame episode. <laughs> but Kyle usually, like within minutes, will say something like about the Nazis or. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, well, dude, it's just like 
<laughs> mental health awareness has just no, been it's something it is that it's like I've been wanting to like do this episode for a long time. And like I just like it's just something that's extremely personal. And no, so I, I, like I want to like I want to take the whole episode and just talk as long as we can about it because like I think that just people just don't talk about it. Yeah. People just don't fucking talk about it. It's really, really damaging that people will not acknowledge it, first of all, as a legitimate disease because it absolutely is a disease. Like anything that alters your brain chemistry and forges new neural pathways and like literally shrinks your hippocampus, like alters your prefrontal cortex, every part of your functioning brain is affected by this illness and this disease that is preventable is treatable is curable and is has been allowed to grow way way far and way beyond what it ever should have and why like, do you why do you think that initially right so like i think that everyone on this podcast and a lot of people that follow mental health understand how it's gone off the rails in the last 5 10 15 years but why do you think or have you done the research or do you have an opinion as to like why did it start like that um i think because of what we said earlier about people feeling that it was a weakness and then anytime someone would try to talk about it got faced with a negative response mm. and so then it was like shunned um, so do you think if on the flip side of social media being bad, do you think if when people started initially talking about it or trying to talk about it, they had the ability to see that they weren't alone? Do you think that there that a big reason is that it got to a tipping point at a point in society when we didn't have the ability for people to not think that they were siloed, right? Yeah, so think- there was no social media, there's no cell phones, there's no communication. So yeah. if somebody was in an office and went to their boss and tried to talk about it and then they get shunned, they didn't have Facebook to say that too. Exactly. No, I think social media is definitely a blessing and a curse. And we've already yeah. talked about the negative effects of social media, but there are so many positives that have come out of sharing, um, you know, because you can share whatever you want. Absolutely. And you don't, you don't yeah. have to get on the news to talk about what you want to talk about definitely. to get to an audience. So social media has definitely provided that platform for people to go on and they can also do it anonymously. I mean, there's bloggers that blogged under an alias for several years um, just explaining, like, there's this one woman that I've become friends with and she has bipolar disorder and she started as a blogger totally anonymously telling her story and then her blog just started getting all this traction because other people were started reading it and responding to her and commenting her commenting on her blog saying, like, oh my God, I have been suffering with this and you put into words what I couldn't put into words to explain to someone in my family. So I think that's the reach of social media and like exactly. And now she's like, now she's like, I'm so open. Like I tell, she's a huge advocate. Yeah, a huge advocate. Show my face, like you know, here's my name. But before it was started as a safer way for her to get her story out there because it was totally anonymous. So yeah, I think, um, and I, it's funny, like I struggle with social media and my business because, um, there's just because of all like the negative effects too. I'm like, oh, well, you know, it's kind of funny. I'm like, oh, well, that mental health account is like doing so much better than mine. And then I'm like, wait a minute. That's not the point. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> what well, because there's like, it's a really, really fine line because there's a practical conversation that you have with yourself of how can I grow this to 
making more people aware of his existence so that I can help more people so that I can like sustain my own company, Mm -hmm. provide a living for myself, get resources to people who need it, educate people on something that's very serious. Yeah. While not doing the exact opposite of what I'm preaching. Right. While not like – you know, breeding and like a borderline insecurity out of the fact that like there are always going to be accounts that you, that anyone can look at and be like, well, if only I was at that level. Yeah, exactly. You know? And I want to grow to a point, like you said, where it's be- like I want to grow it because I want people to be more aware and I want people to learn about the product because I think it can actually help them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's I've talked to several different marketing companies and they're like, oh, if you pay this or that, like, you know, you can – you can have more followers, you can have more engagement, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's not like my, my goal in life, you know? Right. Like, I mean, yes, I know those are important parts of, and that's, I think that's the difficult part of being an entrepreneur in a business that you're so passionate about, or it's so personal. It's so personal to me. And I will, I don't want to relinquish control over my, like what people, like what I post on my social media sure. channels because it feels so, so It's personal. an extension of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Well, anything, but then I also have to be like, put my big girl pants on and say, hey, like, I'm a businesswoman now and yeah. I need to separate myself from the business and say like, if I'm asking someone to help me out or do me a favor, I'm, you know, asking them. I usually let Kyle to post for me because he usually puts me in the worst light possible. <laughs> oh, perfect. Exactly. So Kyle, you're hired. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, no, but I, I want to, all jokes aside, I want to get into something that I know that you do mm-hmm. that I feel like, and you tell me if you agree, is like the first step to being able to maybe talk about is journaling. Because yeah. I, I think that that's- That can be like, really helpful, I for think sure. that that's like a very interesting thing is like if you don't necessarily have someone to talk to and maybe you're, you're worried or scared, scared to do it, I think it's um, it's as, maybe not as therapeutic, but- very important to like just get the words out for me i never really journaled but my writing kind of doubles as that that's the therapy so, yeah yeah for sure. so when i when i i mean a lot of my own insecurities and my own anxiety comes out in the characters that yeah. i write right definitely and and i think that that helps keep a clearer mind at least for myself so i assume that journaling is an easy in to uh, to start getting on the right path it is yeah. and i went uh way like easy with it because to me anything you have to draw for yours which makes it instantly <laughs> impossible for me that's yeah that's true um, what that sounds cool <laughs> I, do, I do i do a form of journaling called bullet journaling that is extremely popular and can yeah. almost take on any form and lots of people i can't draw straight lines lots line, of though. different ways well mine's only straight lines i draw oh, squares wait, you posted, you posted about <laughs> yeah this. yeah yeah you so, posted about this. That's yeah, so it's cool. been a while. I'm I'm actually about to do another post about it again because I just did a 100-day analysis. Um How's it looking? So, uh it's okay. Like it's like so that like that's the point of like my, of my journaling for me because like I'm such a data-oriented person. I'm such a facts-driven person. It to me just kind of the way that I live my life and the way that I've been living my life a lot more recently has just Anything that's worth doing that is going to be sustainable has to be done with patience and in small steps because you're not going to provide sustainable, lasting change by making a drastic change overnight and expecting to keep that up. 
obviously that's not the case across the board. Everybody's different. And there are some things that require you taking immediate action in big ways because everybody's life is different. Everyone's health is different. But generally speaking, if we're talking about habit forming and in my opinion and in my experience, you know, anything that's going to be sustainable has to be done in small steps over time, you know, to make that last 21 days. Exactly. Longer. Like it takes longer. Like, I, it, 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 for, for like, for, for, in, in order for a habit to actually be, I think the University of, uh, Kentucky or somewhere, like I was reading, like before I started journaling, I was reading like a lot of studies that universities had did, uh, had done. And it, I, I was actually really surprised at how quickly it can take to break a habit and how long it actually takes to like ingrain yes, a habit for sure. And to make that habit sustainable it can take up to, it can take up to two to three months for a habit that you want to sustain so let me for rephrase. the rest of your life. I only like, have ever studied dieting. So dieting gotcha. is 21 days. That's different. Yeah, yeah. So, so you, um, can, you can change your eating habit. It takes 21 days to yeah. change your your perspective on like sugars mm-hmm. or carbohydrates, right, et cetera, right. et cetera. So there's actually two, two resources that I just want to mention. One, um, it's called Habit Nest, and it's mm. a journal, um, but it helps – uh, basically keep you on track with whatever habit you're trying to either make or break. Oh, awesome. Um, and they have different ones. So they have one for like getting up in the morning. They have one for exercising. They have one for eating. And, and it's, a, it's a book. It's a book. It's a like you physically write in it. Um, and then yep. the other the other one that actually was in the first box, it's called Pocketudes. And it's a tiny little gratitude journal. And there's prompts. So I'm also not a big journaler. But right. if I have a prompt, then it, it makes the process so much easier for me. Like right. me freestyle writing about my day. Like it just it, it's, I've never been into it. Totally. When I have a prompt, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can answer this question. No, I'm the exact same way. Yeah. And so I had to basically look at what was going to be sustainable for me. And like on any level, no matter what you're doing, you are going to have to put in some effort. Absolutely. Like change requires at the very least effort, yeah. you know? So for me, the reason why I chose to adapt a form of bullet journaling is because I wanted something that was really easy to do that took almost no time out of my day that could yield results and help me make changes for my daily habits. So I came up with work smarter, not harder. So yes. So my favorite Bill Gates quote is always hire a lazy person to do a job because they'll find the easiest way to do yeah. it. It's great. I've never heard that. That's, you've never, it's such a good it's quote. It's brilliant. Amazing. Yeah, totally. It's brilliant. Um, <laughs> and to <laughs> me, every time I say that, the first image that pops into my head is a guy mowing a lawn and just tying a rope around the lawnmower around a tree and just letting the lawnmower mow the lawn in circles by itself and he just walks away. I don't know why that's the image that always pops, <laughs> in my, like, pops into my head of a lazy person finding an easy way to do something. Uh, but that's for years, years. That has always been the image that pops in my head. I don't know why. It didn't come from anywhere related to that quote. You probably saw it in some cartoon or some shit. But um, no, for me, the reason why I started the form of journaling that I did is so... Every single day gets a square, and on the left side of the square, I write what day of life that is for me. And so instead of writing like a day of, of the week or, or keeping it in like a traditional or uh, Gregorian calendar format, if you will, <laughs> um, to me, it's easier to, to, to like look at my life just as this is a day. And so like obviously like 
you know, I live in a society and so I have to be aware of what day of the week it is. But um, in terms of, yeah. You really don't. No. Interestingly enough, I was this morning I was like, is it Tuesday? Oh, you yeah. know what? I actually did think it was Tuesday <laughs> right? today. What day is it? It, it, I think it felt like Memorial a Tuesday. Day, well, but the fact that you're asking that question means that at some point throughout your day or week, someone's going to demand that information from you and you're going to need to recall it. Today felt like a Tuesday. Emotion- yeah, right? Emotionally, it felt like a Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, sorry to each interrupt. no. That's what our whole show is that. Um, so uh, each day gets a square, and then at the bottom of the square, I write what time I woke up, what time I went to bed, and then I assigned symbols to everything that I want to track. And so uh, it's going to be easier for me to remember. If Wait, I just... but on the left, you said you say what day it is, but you don't write Monday. You don't write. I don't write Monday. I literally write ten thousand nine hundred six. 10,907, 10,900. Like, so like that, like the literal day of my life it is since my birth. Like, so Whoa. it's like I live, like today wow. is like 10,900 and like day 10,908 or something He's like that. He's just waiting for the day I was born. To come I know. <laughs> um, no, wow, I'm really just waiting. Amazing. I really just want to live to 69,420. And so. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the quality of our show comes down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We knew it was coming. But. So I, so I, um, I, I did my first 100 day success rates and percentages of things that I wanted to be able to track. I'm going to read them. You don't have to look oh, at it. Oh, I don't um, trust you. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I do trust you. Just that was for like a, a cinematic, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, like for, for the climax. Okay. So basically, like I assigned, like I came up with my own little symbols so that I didn't have to like write it out. And so like around the top and the right hand side of the square. I draw the symbols every night before I go to bed. And if I draw it in blue, then I was successful at that thing. And if I draw it in red, then I failed at that thing for that day. And it literally, no time at all. Like I'm li- in like 90 seconds, I'm done. Um, some of the things are like- I'm just gonna ask what the things are. Yeah, so some of the things are binary of, of like, did I do this or did I not do that? Other things are, you know, more relational based and it forces me to be a little introspective about my day and meditate and kind of reflect on that. And so I get a good balance of both. And so like the categories are- uh, sodas, um, I I try to cut out like liquid calories as much as possible, and it's easy to just do that with sodas. It's represented by a coffee cup because that was the easiest way to do it. How dare you? Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I drink coffee every day, but um, which is my fault. Which is different. It's a thousand percent your fault. It's literally called nerds on coffee. He never yeah. drank coffee until the first episode. What? That was the thing. I'd never had coffee my entire yeah. life until we I started like the show. Seven cups a day. I could not get through college yeah. without coffee. That's no. what I'm saying. Well, well I, just, he, he didn't go to- I just didn't get through college. <laughs> 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 um, so the categories are like I don't want to have sodas <laughs> um, I want to exercise for at least 30 minutes every day that one you've been crushing uh, well not according to my percentages what because for, well because I have to include when I began like late over the past like past like month and a half two months I've been crushing it but for the first month it was a rocky start and that all that data goes into my result and I have to log that you know so like the next hundred days are probably gonna be way better you know mm. but the whole so I'm just going to, I'm trying to like kind of quickly break down how to do this. I don't want the whole thing just be about like my journal, but like, um, I want to exercise for at least half an hour a day. I want to read at least a chapter of something every day. Um, I want to limit my social media time to 25 minutes a day. I want to spend time in prayer every day. I want to put my family before myself every day. I want to wake up by 8am every day and I want to limit, uh, explicit language and conversation every day. So it should probably tell you how big of an issue that is. If I'm putting it in my journal to try and track my use of explicit language, 
it's gotten way better, but it was out of control. Like I just, I'm like, do you think that came with having a kid? No, no, absolutely not. I've no. heard my son say fuck no, no, more no. than once. Do you think that? You change it. You wanting to change that? No, no, because no. I've heard my son say "fuck" a lot. So obviously, <laughs> it wasn't enough to get me to watch my mouth around him. Um, it should be. I want it to want to be enough, but it just—that's not how the way my life works. So, so in your first hundred days, yeah. What so did my you first hundred days, and so um, the whole point of doing one hundred day, like a one hundred day analysis every one hundred days, is to like. Now I'm going to put a little bit more pressure on myself because I've given myself we 100 have a days. I have a baseline and I've given myself 100 days to work into these being habits. There's part of my routine now. And uh, so for the first 100 days, if I didn't do that well on something, I wasn't too hard on myself. Because for me, the whole point for getting into it was to really just collect data yeah. and understand my life and understand my habits. Up, right? Yeah, understanding like – what I want to get better at, what my life looks like, what my routines look like, how I can change them. Again, gradually, how I can gradually change them because I want, I'm concerned about sustainability and lasting change. I'm not, con- like, I, I care less about being able to, like, point at a result and tell something that, someone that did something. I care more about being able to wake up in a year and being like, I do this every well, day. That, and I'm, that's and what I'm Mark Watney healthy. always said. Just, just start. Exactly. Yeah, just I love start. the Martian so much. Yeah. Um, so that was that was a real deep one. Real deep, yeah. So, um, which it's Mark true, Watney, though, by the way, people are like I'll start on Monday, or right? Exactly. Like, just, no, just do it that's now. why I didn't do the day of the week thing. That's why I did the day of life because it does. It shouldn't matter what day yeah, it is. My, my favorite that's why quote is: "Is the hardest lift to do is the one off the couch." Yeah, totally. Um, so that's a modern version of a uh, of a of a old proverb that says the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And so it's all the exact same part of the brain. It's the same motivating statement. So got to do it. So so does I had an 81% success rate of That's cutting cool. those out. At least 10% of that 19 was with me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so exercise, I was at, I had a 61% success That's rate. That's really crazy. Well, but I'm saying like the first month was a really rocky start because like I didn't because I hadn't joined the gym yet and I hadn't gotten oh. into a I hadn't gotten into a schedule. I hadn't gotten but into a routine. What was the last like two months? Did you do that? Just no, I need to. I, sh- I should. Also, when you're on tour, that's hard, right? I mean, no, it wasn't. No, I, no. I, I was easier. on tour for six weeks. I missed three days. Yeah, I worked I, out every fucking day. So my, my routine on the road is I do 100 push-ups every day no matter what. That's my baseline. I lost almost 20 pounds on tour. Yeah. Like wow. in six weeks. Yeah. So tour is easier. Yeah, tour is easy have, because you, you stay it, in a yeah. hotel Distract, every day and the hotel has a gym and you have a schedule Every day. Yeah, Jim, Jim is every two floors behind, below you every day. Every single day. Um, and so, like, I was actually, I mean, I, I would rather be home and, like, be a husband and be a dad. But whenever I'm away, I can really take advantage of the fact that, like, I, you can go I, to the gym for two hours. I can go to the gym matter. every single day. Yeah. Like, I, my schedule doesn't change because, like, yeah. I, I don't have to be a dad whenever I'm on the road the same way I have to be a dad whenever I'm at home. And yeah. so you could literally FaceTime Ellis while you're on the elliptical if you needed to. Yeah. Well, I don't do that while I work out. Now, don't use an elliptical. Come on, man. Really? You seem like an elliptical <laughs> type of person. I totally, I totally do. On the elliptical. I totally am. <laughs> I'm totally like. <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a self magazine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly how I, I picture him. I am absolutely. Like, I'm a, no, totally. Not for sure. 
women's like, health, I'm, not men's health. Look at them. <laughs> well, because I want like less of a Thanksgiving area, and so that's really what Olympicals are built for. Um, so, so does eighty-one percent successful exercise, sixty-one percent successful reading, forty-four percent. That was a big one. It's been mm. tough for me to carve out time to read. What are you reading? Um, I, what book are you reading right now? I don't read. Well, I, I don't read nonfiction. I read fiction. Or I, excuse me, I don't read fiction. I read nonfiction. I pretty much only read things that I can learn. Like, did you read the Michelle Obama book? No. Have you read the Joe Biden book? No. I've, I'm not as political as you are. And so but like, not, even the, they're not political books. No, I, I know, but they have zero political background. I, well, I know they're like amazing stories. Have like you read game. Shoe Dog? No. You would love Shoe Dog story of Phil Knight and how he created Nike. It's I read Wild. Yeah, and like I know that those are like nonfiction, but like those are still like, like that's like. And they're like inspirational and Jeff like Bezos book. Yeah, but like that's not something that I can like I have one empirically apply to my life. So it's I called disagree. The Power of When. Oh, it's a great book. I've heard that book. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a great chronotypes book. Chronotypes and your bi- biological clock and. Have you read The Power of Who? Mm-hmm. About like how you really should Dr. focus. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna make a joke. Yeah. It's how you should focus on like uh, the hundred people in your inner circle. That, to, yeah. You know what? Absolutely, that whole concept is so true, and I think you are an average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Yeah. And, and I'm also... an average of just Kyle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but also, like you know, like if you're around inspirational people or you're around people you're going to be more inspirational yeah Yeah, for sure totally I mean and I I had that same principle uh, regarding my career like as a musician and a player like for all of my I mean I'm still like I never want to get to the point to where I feel like there's nothing left for me to learn or do Um, but for the formative years of my career whenever I was coming up I made it a point to always be the least talented person in the room like I always wanted to be in a room of dudes that were more experienced than me had better gigs than me were like better at their instrument in whatever respective area I was trying to grow in at me had more knowledge. Like I was, that's how I arranged my career. Um, and that's how you grow. So it makes sense. Exactly. I only wanted to be around people that knew more than me whenever it came to like being a hundred percent. Um, social media, 85% uh, success rate. Yes. High five, yeah. to five minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I barely go. I, I, I delete my Facebook and Twitter. I just have Instagram. I wish I could do that. Why not do it? My business. Doesn't matter. Do you have an assistant? Do you have an intern? No. Let's get you an intern and delete your own Facebook and Twitter. Mm -hmm. That's what I did. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's what I did. I I, I set up I I set up I set up screen time and I gave Amanda the password. And so it forces me to now choose why I'm going on social media. Knowing that I've got a brick wall limit that if I hit twenty five minutes. I can't go back on until the clock resets at midnight. And so wow. I don't have that password. And so some people may say like, oh, well, you just gave someone a password. And so obviously like you're not, you can never go over that limit now. I'm like, yeah, you're right. The point was to not go over that limit. Yeah. And so obviously I'm going to, first of all, use what is available to me to like be successful at that. But second of all, I was more concerned about shifting my perspective about social media. And so now I literally will only go on to do things that I need to do and 25 minutes is more than enough time to do that because you can curate the majority of a post outside of the app. You can edit photos outside of the app. You can type up True. what you want to say outside yeah, so of the app. Do you can do it's so enga- many things. It's engagement with my audience though. So what Questions. are you doing? Like, oh, because like, the physical time you have to spend in the app to read comments and reply to comments. But how like, that often adds are up. you not doing that and you, you're saying to yourself Probably you are? Probably too much. 
So real. here's the thing. So it's like just set in, yeah, in arbitrary time. time, but it's definitely more yeah. than 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, but like whenever you start and whatever time limit you set is going to be arbitrary because you don't really know how much you're going to need or what you're going to use. Yeah. But over time, like you're going to see or maybe really you set quickly. yourself to 25 minutes and use it as your baseline and just stop at 25 minutes for a so day. I started at and um, like just like speed through it. Be like shit. I have. I, have I started at an hour. Like I started at an hour because mm. I included. Um, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit, and all of those. And Reddit is a massive yeah, never, time suck. I've for never me. been on Reddit. I get a lot of my news from Reddit, and also all memes come That's from Reddit. That's the one where like you click up or down, right? Yeah, and you upvote, it- downvote, post. Yeah, yeah. So Reddit is like the front page of the internet. It's also the back door of the internet. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I really use that, but pretty much all memes that you see on Instagram posted by Instagram meme accounts. Were on Reddit the week before. Interesting. All of them. Literally, all of them. I've been on Reddit for years. I had to delete my Reddit account because it got to the point where I was on it so much. It's um, kind of smart because people will know if other people will like it because yep. it goes to the top, right? Exactly. So, yeah, meme accounts just gank all the top memes from Reddit. And the vast majority of people on Instagram don't go on Reddit because Reddit, honestly, originated as a forum it's not it was isn't really social media the way that you and i would think of social media yeah um anyway so social media 85 percent success rate prayer 100 percent. pray every night before i go to bed every morning whenever i wake up throughout the day um uh putting my family before myself 84 percent success rate that one is like a little bit harder because it's non-binary and you have to like think about like what you did throughout the day of like did i like only think about myself or did i like put them first or like was I being selfish or whatever so it's like that one like makes me reflect on like my actions um alarm waking up by 8 a.m every day 64 <clears throat> percent tour was really brutal for that because most of the tour was on central and east coast time zone and I was two hours and three hours ahead so in order for my my internal clock to shift I had to sleep past my like 8 a.m. alarm time to still get like seven, eight hours of sleep a night and get a healthy amount of sleep. Um, well, I think that you should probably, I think that stuff, you yeah. should shift that, um, that mode. I could have, yeah, I could, I could have been like, oh, well, now I'm central. And so for the first, you know, two days, I'm going to bump it to 10 a.m. just so I can well, be it should set just or whatever. Be like, like if you have a show that night, it's just about getting the proper amount of sleep. Right. But, you know, even if I have a show, if I go to bed by or before midnight, and I wake up by 8 a.m. or before 8 a.m., that's more than enough sleep yeah, for totally. me to function. No, no, so totally. that's what I'm saying. So that's why I didn't give myself well, right, any Right, because your shows are earlier than when I my shows. Exactly. I'm yeah. not in the EDM world. Yeah. My shows go to like 3, 4 a.m. His shows go to like 11, 30, Like 12. I'm in the pop industries and the electronic dance music industry. And so, um, uh, yeah, so that's 64%. And then language of 75%. So I disagree with that. <laughs> that, that that's definitely you. Are you keeping track of how many... Swear words you use? Or no, how, how no, no, are you no. Rating that? Again, that's a non that's a non binary category. Take this you podcast swear, out. You should have a swear of the jar. Ether? Yes, I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Full disclosure, I don't count the podcast um, because to me it was in conversation, meaning oh. my everyday life. Mm. Meaning, do I feel the need to use explicit language just in my everyday totally, life? Totally, totally. This is because that theater. was a problem. This that is was, theater. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Um, we're putting on a fucking show for people. Uh, <laughs> fucking so. fucking show. <laughs> You're welcome, bitches. Uh, no, so for me, it was really about just like how unnecessary oh. it is for 
me to curse as frequently as I did just in my everyday life. No matter who I was talking to, what I was talking about, angry, not angry, happy, yeah, describing I, I'm something, really bad at family, friends. Yeah, it didn't matter. So first 100 days. Um, or success, it sounds like. Yeah, only well, one yeah. thing was under fifty percent. It was reading because I'm still figuring out the best way to like kind but of. Do you have a book time? for that? What time? Yeah, I read like I and I could. It's not like, uh, like oh, well, I have to get it. Like, have a you book. read? It's like, have you read the last lecture? <laughs> Both of you should read the last lecture. Mm. It's an amazing book. Basically, without explaining too much, it's a nonfiction book. Mm. It's about a professor who. Basically, the premise is: What would you do if you found out you had terminal cancer? What would you leave behind? Ah, uh, it's a really powerful. That's book. crazy. Yeah, Cliff. Cliff put me onto it. It's amazing. Oh, my cool. And by the way, first of all, I want to make a comment about my fiction nonfiction thing. I have a grip of graphic novels. I read graphic <laughs> novels all the time, like all the time. I understand that, that counts, but to me, they're in a different category because I'm like, whatever. Anyway, fuck everybody, who <laughs> whatever. Um, and so. But on your so Matt no and I one were recently challenged him, and yet he felt the need to exactly, <laughs> totally. You're getting a look into what our show yeah. is really about. Yeah, no one challenges us, and we still go angry and go on the offense. Um, <laughs> no, we were recently in New York for an event, and we stayed at Matt's dad's house, and we Matt put me instead of doing a text chain. Uh, because everyone was in different time zones, schedules were crazy. He just did an email chain and just like, "Hey, looping in, here's the address." Like, you know, blah blah blah. I've <laughs> the funniest. Your dad is a total dad in the regard that, like, his email signature it says, uh, "What does it say?" Like, "Beyond the cliff" or like "Cliff yeah. Notes" or something like that. It said "Beyond the cliff." Yeah, and it's like the like the stylized font and like there's a ton of things. <laughs> In his signature, yeah, like, ton it's of really funny. I think it's a generational thing, yeah, for sure. Um, it's just, I just thought it was a total dad move, but that was hilarious. Like I saw his email and it just said like best Cliff, and then underneath that in like blue, um, like yeah, blue, like to your voice. yeah. <laughs> um, it's great. Sorry, that's good. That's great. Matt has allergies whenever he comes over, like a lot. I, I, I think it's the uh, the dogs, and I just don't want to admit to it because I love dogs too much. That's true. Yeah. It probably is because Topanga is hypoallergenic, but Corey is not. It's, so There's a third dog in there. Yeah, but that's Pat's dog. We're just dog-sitting because he had a show in San Francisco. What's that dog's name? Basil. Basil. From The Great Mouse Detective. Oh, sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So Pat has Basil, and then Amanda and I have Corey and Topanga. Yeah, from, from Boy Meets World. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you knew that. I could pick that up. Did you? Oh, oh amazing. Yeah. yeah, great. Of course. Yeah, if you don't know that's from Boy Meets World, you can go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> that's ten. Now we've had like a pretty good conversation. I wanted to ask just a couple more things, and we can move through this uh, quicker if you want to. But I first wanted to kind of know um, your. Uh, thought process behind what you specifically put in the Broglie box mm-hmm. and why. And then also just kind of just personally kind of how you've seen your own mental health shift and what some of the things that you've done personally to kind of help push that forward and, and get yourself to a more stable place, whether that's things that you had to do on your own, things that you had to rely on outside resources or people. Um, you know, obviously there's a combination of those things, but. And, and, and there's a, and also I just want to get back to the, there, there's a million things that you could have outlets and things that you could have created why a box mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, okay, so. I'll start there. Um, I think that there's something special about getting something in the mail. Yeah. I mean, I think about more. think Everyone about Amazon. Yeah. Even if you're the one ordering it for yourself. You get excited. Oh, when the especially Amazon guy. if I get yeah. way more excited. <laughs> I, I have one of yeah. those uh, Amazon boxes, like things that like uh, lockers in my, oh. in my thing, and I get oh, an email nice. every time I get something. I get an email that says, "Oh, happy day! You have a package." Yeah, amazing. I literally, everybody knows just you to skip get that on over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so that that concept, and also like, I mean, so a lot of our subscribers are actually. Um, recipients of gifts so gotcha. they're people oh, buying cool. pro- like either family like parents or aunts and uncles grandparents or friends where they want to send someone a gift um that is meaningful and can help them so um the person receiving it doesn't necessarily know what it is and sure. also like it's a surprise every quarter what the contents are yeah um which i actually like thought about not making it a surprise and telling people up front so that they could sign up for those specific items. And when I asked, uh, I asked like a, a group of people and most people said, I would say like, like I'm trying to think how many people I asked, but like nine out of 10 people that I asked were like, no, we love the fact that it's a surprise. Yeah. Well, and I think that that works because you also make sure like you have, you, you break everything down in the box categorically and each mm-hmm. category is still represented in every box, True. but the so item, kind of know but the getting. item is going to shift a little bit. So there's always like and something for like item. a fitness thing. Yeah. There's always something for mental. There's always feel, a magazine. Like, yeah. And if people feel like they missed out, that's just reason for them to stay with the subscription. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. there's incentive. It's exciting. And, and like great. with the subscription model, people can go back and buy that one item, for example, but they'll spend more money on that one item than if they the got box. the whole box. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because there's like $200 worth of stuff. And do you sell all box. the items individually on your I site? I do not. No. no but you link, you link to them, though, don't you? Like say they're like, I well, I mean, when the, you get I, the box, you open it, you see the product packaging because you leave it in the pr- packaging yeah. from the manufacturer. So you get to like, like we got a diffuser, like I got to open the box, like the from diffuser Serena that it came in yeah, from, exactly. from that company. And so obviously if you want those things, you'll know what they are and you can buy them. Yeah. And we yeah. like tag all of the vendors on Instagram and- Well, because you have um, good relationships with yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. So. Like want to help them out too. But um but yeah, so how do, how I select the products inside the box, like you said, there's categories, um, but those categories were sort of researched over time. So, mm-hmm. you know, I would say probably like two and a half years ago is when I kind of came up with the idea. And then since then was just researching and I had like huge lists of stuff that was interesting, had science research behind it, but also just like feel good stuff. Like I know what I like, you know. I've been through this and I live this. So what has made me feel good? And then also what has made my peers feel good that may or may not be coming from a a therapist or someone that has, you know, like done all this research and science behind each product, but knows that it actually works in, in some way. So like gratitude, like journaling, like there's actually like science behind that and there's research behind, behind that. But, um, you know, a candle, for example, is not really something that, ha- like, there's been studies on. I just know that when I'm, like, feeling really all over the place. Yeah, but everyone loves candles. Everyone loves candles, right? There it's a go. feel-good product. It's yes, a feel-good product. exactly. Candles you know are what? the shit. And, you know, when people light the candle from the Brooklyn box, they can think to themselves, like, oh, yeah, that came from my, my mental health box and, like, reflect back on, have I thought about my mental health today? Yeah. Have I well, thought the about Serenity candle was, yeah. like... So Amazing. Good. First of all, I, every time I always see that, I just, I'm a huge Office fan. 
Well, the reason that we don't know the rest of Kyle's office story is because yeah. is because the laptop died and uh, we lost about like three or four minutes. But yeah, I'm I was in the middle of talking about the Serenity Candle because I was mixing very late last night and I brought my laptop in and then when I came back out, I made a note to get my charger and I fucking didn't and that's okay. Excuses, excuses. Just That's kidding. 13. <laughs> yeah. You know, it wasn't an excuse. I just said I didn't. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I just didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, but, like, um, yeah. But Whatever. Just, but um, an idea that we had that I think could be really cool is to live stream the opening of the boxes, right? Yeah. So it could be really dope to have fans and recipients of the box being able to tune in uh, maybe a week or a few days after they're delivered so that you make sure that everyone has and make it like a quarterly event where you like sit down on some live streaming platform, honestly, Twitch, YouTube. I think you can go live on YouTube now. Yes? No? Maybe? No, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, but being I able... I think you can set up like a video conference. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And then other people can have their video cam on. But just to make it, make it a community experience so that the essence of what the box is for, which is um, showing that there's a community and that everyone's not alone and yeah. that there's a support system. Along those lines with community, I actually, my goal someday is to have sort of a platform for people, Box subscribers to list, um, the, like list their therapist, their therapist, or if they're looking for, if someone's looking for a psychologist or psychiatrist and say they just moved to Chicago, for example, and other, there's a Box subscriber in Chicago that has an amazing uh, therapist. It's always yeah. like better when you're looking it's for like someone. It's like a Craigslist, but very yeah, specific. But, but it's like a, I would a say human, Angie's list. A human. I hate Angie. Just so you know, I met her and she sucks. Wait, she really? seems like she sucks. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I thought that was just named after someone's like mom. Great it, it's yeah. Kyle's great aunt. Actually. Angie's list is for like utilities and services and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. I need a plumber. So it's a like, it's like a yeah. Yelp almost. It's it's Yelp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like you're talking about like wanting to do that to connect people with mental health professionals. Yeah, and, like, by someone that like you know is kind of in the same community. Whereas like yes. and not there's no ads like on Yelp. You can you can advertise oh, your yeah. business or well, whatever. Peer recommendations are always the most authentic form exactly. of like getting someone into doing something. Even if you don't so. know the person personally, it's another human that has. Well, again, it's the sense of community of saying like. I've struggled with this. You've struggled with this. Any- I know that you have because yeah. we both have this box. Yeah. yeah. And anyone that has struggled with this knows the things that are overlapping that everyone has to deal with. Like some things with like mental health are really specific to each person. And there's a lot of things that overlap and almost everyone has to deal with. That mm-hmm. yeah. Totally. You know, one of the things that I think is, is you know, a common thread is, is just the isolation mm-hmm. of feeling alone Hmm. like i i don't think i've ever known anyone that has had any type of mental health battle and at some point didn't feel like they were on their own yeah you know and that's really hard um the other thing i wanted to talk about for the the box which i don't remember if it was before or after the computer died but um the magazine mentioned that so i'm so Uh, sorry uh, (laughs) you should mention it more you know when the computer died (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm the sole editor of this show. I will take all of this nonsense out. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. The world will never know. So anyway, know. yeah, before the computer died. No. Um, we'll be talking about the magazine. The magazine. Yeah. So that's something very specific. And, and also I wanted to mention it because it's it's like everyone's favorite part. And it's so different from other subscription boxes because there's actual – tools and resources that I wouldn't be able to put inside of a box. Yeah. Um, different apps that are out there, like nutrition information, articles from 
from doctors. So again, my background, I'm a mental health advocate, not an expert um, or you know, a certified You're an enthusiast. Yeah. Right? Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Well, I think it's safe um, to say, you know, more than the average person because of your care and your research done. Right. But, but you're I'm not, not, you don't have a credential. I don't have a credential. Yeah. I have letters after my name and there are but you've so watched many- a lot of YouTube videos, which I, in 2019 yeah. is like more important. <laughs> but, watch but a the shitload of Dr. Drew <laughs> <laughs> and Dr. Phil. Fuck that guy. He's not even a real doctor. He's not even a real doctor. No way. He has three master's degrees, not a doctorate. Anyway. I mean, but that's still a lot. More than me. Three more master's degrees than I have. Yeah. But like. But it's not a doctorate. It's not a doctorate. (laughs) I'm not calling myself a doctor. I'm calling myself has no master's degrees. That's what I call myself. (laughs) (laughs) H-N-M-D. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, but yeah, anyway. so that H&MD connects. So like a doctor, H and M D, or d- a disease like, uh, like uh, um, I know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, diseases. Anyway, so the magazine. People love the magazine. <laughs> it has it has those the people that have credentials because yes, I've lived this and I can recommend and I've done the research. But some people trust those that have the credentials and understandably. And they they practice. They see so many different types of clients every day because um, they're act like they're in counseling or they're in research. Um, so anyway, we have them write articles, self help guides, um, different tips. Whose magazine there. is it? It's mine. Oh, so it's yeah. an in house magazine. Yeah. yeah, it's called Peace of Mind. But we put it together. It's awesome. Did you ourselves. put it together before the box? No. So for, for the box. For the box. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Very very cool. Yeah. And we even, like, for this next one we're doing, um, we partnered with this app that, um, is like, gave us a discount code. Um, So that's also going to be in the box, but, like, specifically in the magazine because there's a spread about, like, why that app is helpful. Um, And then the discount code so that people can download it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really, really tight. Like, I I can't put that in a box, but I could put the information in a magazine in the box. So so the last little thing that I've wanted to get to. I mean, we can talk all anyone wants, but um, I just wanted to kind of hear about your personal like story of realizing that you needed to really start getting, you know, aspects of your mental health in check, what that looked like and, you know, kind of like, yeah, what that looked like. There's no other way to frame that question (laughs) other than the way I just did it. So what did that look like? So, um, I guess it started in middle school for me, just really feeling um, Did like- Did you grow up on the East Coast? Yeah, I'm from Pittsburgh. Um, okay. I actually lived in Slovakia for three years, and so- Like the country. The country, yeah. Um, my dad's job moved us over there, and it was an amazing experience. Um, but moving back, um, I was going into seventh grade, and just, I mean, in Slovakia, they grow up a lot they don't grow up as fast as here in the U S. So I was like a seventh grader in a fourth graders mindset almost. Um, so I was thrown in and, um, seventh graders are savages, savages, like regardless of the situation, middle school sucks. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. It doesn't matter if you've, if you've just moved back from a foreign country or you're just going through your regular day. Like it, it's horrible. Totally. I got into middle school, hated everyone, and to this day, I all, hate all middle schoolers. <laughs> so it's like that movie Step Brothers. Never where moved Will on. Ferrell oh, gets, absolutely. Like, yeah, that. and then he goes back. He's like, "Look, Mr. Gardaki, just leave us alone." <laughs> I will quote that movie till how 
hundred percent. Yeah, but I love um, it. that's so, a perfect reference. <laughs> now I go back to middle school playgrounds and just beat the shit out of all of them, just like <laughs> merry-go-rounds, just a goosh, 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 goosh. But yeah, no, like anyway. that's kind of like where it like started, where this feeling of of feeling like different, um, and then also just. Um, like o- like the OCD and the perfectionism started there for me in mm. that like I had this strange amount of stress on myself to excel in school and it was never like my parents never put that on me. It was all self-induced and, and maybe that's because it was like the one thing that I could control oh, versus yeah. like like bullying and or bullies and you know making friends and all that stuff I couldn't really control um so maybe that I don't know maybe that's where it came from but then that continued in high school and I finally found like this amazing group of friends that I'm actually still friends with to this day um my group of friends but your high school friends my high school friends that's really great but I still had this like crazy amount of perfectionism and it's interesting because all of my friends were we've talked about it now all of us were very similar in that Mm. um like high achievers all played sports um all all went to like top and i top schools and i think um that came from the community that we grew up in like you went to college and you had you followed this path that was the same for everyone um for the most part so um and yeah and then like i chose a major that I it's cool, like it's cool, but I didn't really think about what I wanted to do. I just like was you like, could kill Kyle and no one would know <laughs> with chemicals. Yes, yes, yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. like you know how to cover your Excuse traces, me. right? You, mispo- you misspoke. I think you mean chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> That's the value that I bring to the table. <laughs> it's the things comedy? like that. No, just puns and word plays uh. only. Um, but like, you you know how to make re- you're a potions master at the end of the day. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I can make explosions. She's Snape. No, just kidding. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Severus Snape. But uh, no, but I, I just want to touch on your perfectionist statement for a second yeah. because there is there is also something to be said that as potentially unhealthy as it is, that is what creates a lot of great people, right? So. There's a lot of I've watched some really interesting documentaries about the uh, on athletes specifically something called like the it factor, mm. and Jordan, for instance, was a major perfectionist, and if he wasn't, he wouldn't have spent hours on end shooting free throws in a darkened um, gym. Yeah. Jeter is a perfectionist who would who would just like take ground balls till five a.m. daily that his dad hit him. Yeah, so there is this. You need to be self-aware yeah. of if There's what you are right. Are you doing it for a goal, or are you doing it because that's just how you are? Yeah. Right. And, and who are and if you are doing it for something like what is that? And yes. What is motivating you? And you know, I was always like, well, I have to do this to make my parents proud, and you know, I have to do, I have to study chemical engineering because that's a guaranteed job out of school. And yes, those are important things, but. Does like my but they weren't important for your happiness, right? Exactly. Like, and every person is different, and um, so I think just really reflecting on that. But um, but yeah, it's it's and that that carries through even now. Like I, I'm such a perfectionist to the point with my business that like I delayed the launch so long because I was like, it's not perfect yet. Like I can't, you know, every all the pieces, and it's never going to be. And now I've kind of been able to deal with that ambiguity knowing that like when you're running a business you have to wear so many different hats and 
you don't know what you're doing half the time. You're just kind of say figure, yes and figure out how to do it, it later. Out yeah. On the way, you're figuring yeah. it on the way, and you're and luckily, like I've had such an amazing support system, and like there are like YouTube does exist, and you know, like there's... YouTube University, YouTube exactly, you. yeah. yeah. You know, you can why watch... to you? This was up. <laughs> but but to that point though, there's um, there's a lot to be said for like what I call the ninety ten rule. So have you heard of the ninety ten mm-hmm. rule? Yeah. So. I, 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 that, that's just how I get everything yeah. done is if it's 90% there, just, just ship it off. Yeah. Right. Because that last 10% will take just as long as the first 90%. Yeah. Well, and that is also the most subjective part too, because the first 90, in my opinion, with what I do for a living is like the objective side of like, I'm like executing aspects of my craft. I am doing my job. I am putting things out. Like I'm providing a skill set, or I'm providing a service or like, you know what I mean? And so it's like the last 10% is also like, who's to say what is going to yeah. make that what they need yeah. you know what i mean so totally what's yeah. interesting too about that 90 10 is i think if you have a deadline it's a lot easier to achieve that so sure. in school oh, yeah, like, i'm really good i was really good at school i had their projects due i had tests whatever like there was a time that my time was limited and i had to know it by then or i had to get it done by then or that was it versus like with your own business or your own motivation or your own goals, like you have to be the one setting those deadlines. Yes. Otherwise you could always do a little bit better. You could always do a little bit more. Yeah. You know? And, and so me figuring that out personally, it's, it's like a day to day thing that I constantly am working on. Um, so that perf- like perfectionism kind of led to this anxiety. Um, and then, and even like social anxiety. And then in college, because of like my heightened perfectionism and anxiety over school, um, I fell into like a very, very deep depression. And I didn't tell really anyone except for um, like a handful of people because I didn't, I like the things that I was thinking, the things that I was saying to those handful of people was like, it was very scary. Um, which now looking back, you know, I'm like, wow, like I'm so thankful that I got through that. And then when my brother fell into like his deepest depression, I always thought, well, I got through it and he will too. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately he didn't. Um, but yeah, like that's been like the entire motivation behind all of this is just that, you know, if, if something, if you get, if you have the resources, you know that they're there. But when you're in that state of mind, the last thing you want to do is go and research yeah, it. Yeah, totally. You don't right. want to go on YouTube University. Yeah. When you're, you know, like that's why it's all, all about research. preventative care. Exactly. Like when you start to see the signs, is when when you need to really, like, reach out because at a certain yeah. point you're too far gone that you're not going to reach out even if you even if the logical thing is to reach out. And then the the yeah. reaching out, like, you may not know who to reach out to, or or the person that you reach out to may not know how to help you, mm-hmm. and so that's why like the magazine in the box is so important because it literally has resources like this is where you go this is how to find a doctor this is how to pick a doctor whatever that's like, amazing this is like a, a cheaper awesome. way of doing that like whatever so all those resources are in there and like you know i like my mom and dad for example they've never they had all the sympathy in the world because they you know we were their kids and they felt all this but they personally had never experienced mental illness at all so for them it was and it was an interesting learning experience, um, trying to understand what was going on and they knew it was serious, but they'd never experienced it themselves. So mm. it's kind of like, how do you, how do you know how to help someone if you haven't totally. done it yourself? Totally. So that's why like yeah. getting like those resources and, you know, into people's hands has been like really important to me. I think that's great. I love it. Um, 
Yeah, it's really cool that you're creating a business around like solely just helping people. Yeah, yeah that's the great. goal. And yeah. and with the name, like, you know, Brogley Box, it's definitely a tribute to my brother, but there's also um, a reason that it's not super obvious to what it is because if someone's receiving this box um, and they're not ready to be open to tell right. people, like, hey, I'm experiencing anxiety or depression, whatever, um, it's not like they don't see this thing at the doorstep and then people are like, well, what is that or whatever, you know? Like, it's yeah, someone could of, totally just describe it and be like, it's just a fun box with like some stuff I want to wear at my house. Yeah. yeah, yeah, people could say kind of whatever they want yeah, about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, totally. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for and having like, me. I'm you guys sh- are so fun. Uh, I'm glad you think so. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sh- obviously this is something that you've become very accustomed to discussing, but thanks for I mean, opening up. Uh, opening sharing. up. I mean, it's always vulnerable to talk about something that like is painful, that like yeah. people don't want to talk about or that, you know, you, you have to like kind of call things out. And mm-hmm. it's tough. And it can be really tough. But... Thanks for being here and willing to share about the company. And like, we wanted to, to do a mental health episode kind of from the start. I mean, yeah. we've been talking about I mean, it for a long time. I mean, episode two, we talked about your depression. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, again, but, it's, uh, uh, if you want to join the community, right? It's uh, Brogleybox.com. Yeah, Brogleybox.com. And it's uh, Nerds10. And yeah. uh, we'll hook you guys up. Yeah. So, Nerds10 will be 10% off uh, your first box. And um, hopefully, that'll be enough to get you into wanting to subscribe yeah. and being and, able to and have a box pay, every quarter. Pay it forward. If you're uh, if you're listening to this and there's someone that you think should have a box, get it for them. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah you may not need it, but that, you know, that might not. Like that doesn't mean that like you don't need to get it for somebody yeah, else. Maybe this podcast is your uh, outlet, and we make you laugh. So because yeah. of that, you use this code and uh, go help out a friend or a family Pay member. Forward, absolutely. Um, you know, I think the biggest for me regarding mental health and um, just kind of like taking control of things in your life. The only wrong way to do it is to not do anything at all. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing. There's no step that's too small or insignificant to someone to let them know that you care and to let them know that there is a way out no matter how small or big like that mountain in front of them is. And to let them know that you're open to the conversation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, letting people know that you're available and actually following through and not writing it off because you don't think it's that big of a problem or you wouldn't struggle with that so you don't see how they are. Like, don't do that. Don't write people's problems off and don't like make them feel insignificant because their problems are different from yours. Um, I just, mental health is real. It it's is. very real. And I just, there's but so. it doesn't have to be looked at as a bad thing, It's right? not. Like, it's not at all. You know, it's like, like it's, it's your health. Like, it's, it's your health. It's, it's, it's your health. Think yeah. of it this way. It's, pr- I believe, and I could be misspeaking, so fact check me, but I believe it's the only organ muscle in our body that we don't fully understand. Oh, yeah. We only understand yeah. about 10% of our brain. Because right. We know more about the universe than we do. The human brain. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. No, I mean, we, we only use about 10% of our brain. And, like, the vast mm. majority. I use, like, 30%. Of, <laughs> the vast majority of our brain of is um, left for subconscious activity. Yep. Um, that's which why is, sleep is so important. That's why sleep is so important. Because and right, it's for levitation. That's how you're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, your your subconscious mind is infinitely more powerful than your conscious oh, mind, 100%. and we could never access it. Yeah. Um. And so, not yet. Yeah. Sleep is. is important. Yeah. Not yet. Uh. Maybe. But uh. Yeah. 
mental health is serious, but it doesn't have to be scary. So just take the time to be honest with yourself if you feel like there's something you want to talk about. And if you're not a serious person, you don't have to talk about it seriously, but take it seriously. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, again, the only wrong way to do it is to do nothing. So even if it's a small step. And and for people listening that maybe have friends that talk about it in a joking way, that might be their way of asking for help. Absolutely. be very, very acute. You know, someone says something once, cool if someone if someone's saying something every time that you see them even if it's in a joking fashion it's probably their way of talking about it because not everyone can say it with a straight face exactly sometimes people need to say it uh as self-deprecation yeah and or as um as just like a joke so uh it doesn't hurt just asking them if they're uh if they're okay you know? Absolutely. And that could also be all the help someone needs is to just ask if they're okay. Yeah, that that can be enough, but don't make any assumptions. Just ask. Totally. Just talk. Just be there. Um, thanks so much for being on the show. Again, Nerds10, N-E-R-D-S-1-0, BrugleyBox.com. Uh, that'll get you 10% off of your first um, box. Um and we're going to continue to run that promo through September. Uh, through September. So all of the episodes coming up, we're going to be uh, front-loading each one with reminding everybody that that's a promo code that you can have and, um, you know, re-describing um, what this is uh, so that if you didn't get a chance to listen to this episode or if you um, want to be reminded, it's going to be there. So, uh, yeah. Yep. Thanks, everybody, Thanks, for being guys. here. Um, we'll see you next episode. And uh, we'll continue to reach out and show new things that are coming from Brogley Box because it's important. We want people to be able to have access to that. So, yep. Cool. Thanks, awesome. guys. Thanks. Thanks.